0: This is Ria. Welcome to Little Suitcases for Tiny Popsicles. It's the day we've all been waiting. Oh, it looks like I have an email. Dear Ria, how do you not even know the name of your own podcast? It's just pathetic and, hey, I know the name of my podcast. I said it right at the top, didn't I? Hold on, let me just replay what I said so we can all hear it. Welcome to Little Suitcases for Tiny Popsicles. (gasps) Popsicles don't use suitcases. Let's try that again. This is Ria. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. That's better. Let's get to our story. It's called Blast Off in the Sleep Rocket. Take it away, Monroe. Remember, there are no pictures. You have to imagine the pictures in your mind. You can imagine them however you want. Okay, here we go. Do you remember the hailstorm some years back? It was a warm day on the farm. Lambden and his class had come for a field trip, and they huddled in a group, listening to the elder sheep tell them about their lives. Ah. I do, indeed. I still have a scar from one of those hitting me square between the eyes, I do. Ah. The students leaned in to get a better look. And we don't get any chef-prepared grass patties out here. No, we do not. We eat grass straight from the ground, we do. That's what we do. Lambden was captivated. He'd been looking forward to this field trip for ages. And it was just as he'd imagined. It was a treat to hear from these sheep who'd seen so many things of which he could only dream. When the farmer first put up that scarecrow over there, well, it startled me so bad. You nearly choked on your alfalfa, you did. I did, indeed. Lambden felt nothing but contentment as the group moved on. Every now and then, He got a lovely whiff of fresh grass drifting in from the expansive pasture. Lambden wasn't thinking about bedtime or weaving homework. He was simply enjoying a visit to the farm. After visiting the horses, Lambden's class headed to the picnic tables for lunch. The tables were located near the chicken coop and they watched dozens of chickens stride around the yard, pecking at the ground. Lambden unwrapped his Timothy Hay sandwich. Just as he was about to bite into it, he saw something shimmery in his periphery. He shifted his line of sight and nearly dropped his sandwich. The shimmer came from the metallic threads... Of a vest glistening in the sun, the vest was fitted round a chicken. No, oh, but yes, the bevested chicken was flanked by several others wearing matching outfits. They stood out from the rest of the farm chickens, who were busily pecking at the ground and jabbering on to one another as normal chickens do. But these chickens were not only wearing vests, they were also staring at Lambden. They were ten yards away, but Lambden felt cornered. He set down his hay sandwich He glanced around to see if any other lamb had noticed this strange faction of chickens. But every lamb was happily eating. Lambden stood, not wanting the chickens to approach when he was with his classmates. What would his friends make of a gang of chickens pestering him to board a sleep vehicle? Remember when those chickens came up to Lambdon at the farm? Have you ever seen a lamb so afraid of chickens? (laughs) No, that could not happen. Lambdon shuffled away from the picnic table and clomped around the back of a nearby barn. The chickens followed him. We found him. We did indeed. He smells of grass. Most potent is he. Hey, he said, backing up against the barn. The chickens closed in around him, clucking. What are you doing here? I'm on a field trip. Lambden's morning had been carefree, his thoughts unclouded by worries about bedtime. Lambden had expected to board the sleep train, his reliable favorite. Now, as he glanced around at these fidgety birds, he wondered what could have gone wrong. He wonders what tidings we bring. Oh, he wonders. And he worries. Oh, he worries. And he... Can you just tell me why you're here, Lambden said hoping none of his friends would round the corner to witness this bizarre rendezvous. We have come to inform, inform and encourage. The tall one insists, the tall one implores. She says you have yet to soar, to fly, to blast, into orbit, orbit, nay, past orbit, past orbit. Lambden sighed. Of course. The sleep crew was always trying to get its passengers to try out each new state-of-the-art sleep vehicle. I'm boarding the sleep train, okay? I'm not getting on a rocket ship. The chicken's eyes darted wildly. But we have a letter. We possess a letter. One of them withdrew a letter from its feathers. Dear Lumpyden. It's Lambden. Dear Lumpyden. The sleep crew's award-winning, critically acclaimed, largely celebrated, positively reviewed. Sleep Rocket. Okay, let's get on with this. Sleep Rocket will be the only sleep vehicle traveling this evening. No. The sleep train is out of service due to... Lambden tried to imagine what ridiculous excuse they'd have, but nothing could have prepared him for... A donkey anger management retreat. Donkey's anger management donkey. Lambden stared at the chickens. They stared back. Lambden was saved by a bell. It was his teacher, Ms. Sweetwool, calling for the children to board the bus back to school. Before the chickens could say more, Lambden nudged past them and headed to the bus. From his seat, he could see them out the window, standing in the farmyard, their eyes wild. They called to him, But you will be left behind. Behind, we say. Behind. The rest was drowned out by the rumble of the bus as it drove away, leaving the chickens behind. The afternoon was surprisingly peaceful. The school day was shortened because of the field trip, and it felt as though every ten minutes the bell rang, until the final bell of the day rang out, and the students dashed out of the building. At home, Lambden completed his homework, then played outside until a delicious dinner of turnips with cauliflower and fennel. The whole business with the chickens had drifted to the back of Lambden's mind. He'd already made peace with the idea of boarding the sleep railroad once again. He rather looked forward to the speeches, wondering if there might be one about lawn care by goats. He brushed his teeth, fluffed the tuft of wool on his head, Clomped towards his bed and stopped short. There, clustered in the middle of his bedroom, blinking up at him with their frantic eyes, were the sleep crew chickens. Why are you. How did you get in here? They all began chattering at once. He does not see. He does not listen. The tall one was mistaken. So mistaken. Mistaken. The chickens, their wings jerking about, moved in a pack towards Lambden. He was not intimidated by a bunch of chickens. Even so, he took a single step backwards to put some distance between himself and these strange birds. His hoof caught against an exposed nail in the wooden floor beams. The chickens watched in shocked silence as Lambden fell backwards onto his pillow. He hit it hard enough that it pressed into the button... Concealed beneath, a great, swirling cloud streamed upwards. Lambden hit the ground with a thud. Ow! It took him a moment to process what had happened. In all his time traveling on the sleep train, he had never once pressed his button by accident. He'd pressed it under various levels of pressure and duress, sure, but by pure accident, no. Lambden looked up, wondering if he might see the portal to his bedroom. All he saw was the dark night sky, embroidered with stars.
1: Welcome aboard, Truman. Did you bring your inhaler this time, dear? We wouldn't want to have a replay of your last trip
0: on the Sleep Rocket. Got it right here. Lambden turned to see the towering moose. Lambden stared at her, deciding that he'd demand that she send him back to his bedroom. He strode towards her, determination filling his every limb. But as he went... His eyes wandered away from the moose to the enormous rocket beside her. Lambden stopped short. He looked up. It just kept going. It was a marvel. With a gleaming stainless steel exterior and sleek silhouette, it stood as a tower of accomplishment one that Lambden couldn't deny. He shook his head. It looked impressive, incredible, a feat of engineering. But looks can be deceiving, he told himself. That gargantuan thing might not be able to get off the ground, let alone travel safely through the solar system. Lambden returned to his plan. There was still time to board the sleep railroad. He strode up to the towering moose. Lambden, my dear, it's so good to... Hello, yes. Uh, Look, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'm on a tight schedule. I'm here by accident. Those chickens of yours... Aren't they charming? The moose said, her eyes crinkling with delight. Lambden ignored the comment. I want to get back to my bedroom. Right now. I... I I've made other plans. Really? Yes.
1: Very well, then. Follow
0: Bartleby. He'll return you to your abode, she said, nodding at a uniformed horse. That's it? I can go back? My dear... Traveling on a sleep
1: vehicle is purely voluntary. I feel embarrassed even needing to say it aloud.
0: Okay, Lambden said, smiling. He turned to go. Just as he took his third step away, he heard, It's a pity the sleep railroad is out of service tonight. Lambden felt a knot form in his throat. Despite himself, he turned around. The moose's eyes brimmed with concern. My
1: dear sister is just beside herself. It's a struggle for her to find quality engineers. What with our sleep crew snatching up the best ones— It is a predicament, but I'm sure you'll find a way to get to sleep. You've shown yourself to be rather serious in your nocturnal habits, Lambden. Why, a sleep expert like yourself should have no trouble at all. And I'll make sure the chickens remain in your room. To keep you company, of course. They're known for singing beautiful lullabies. A tad shrill, but
0: relaxing nonetheless. Lambden's mind swam. He had no way of verifying the towering moose's report about the sleep railroad. It could be boarding at that very moment, with pleasantly boring speeches just minutes away. But what if she was telling the truth He couldn't possibly get to sleep without a sleep journey. And the chickens? The thought of them singing to him made his wool stand on end. Lambden, my dear,
1: if you're heading out, I'd ask that you step out of
0: line. The moose lifted a hoof and extended it towards a large red button on the side of the rocket. Just as her hoof made contact with the button, Lambden said, Wait, hold on, I'll board. But the moose had pressed the button. A sharply dressed ostrich appeared beside her. The moose continued staring at Lambden as she spoke to the mid-sized feathered dinosaur.
1: Whoopsie, I must have accidentally pressed the security alarm, Vernon. Lambden here is just boarding our magnificent sleep rocket. Isn't that right, Lambden?
0: Lambden gulped. Gulp? that's that's right. With the towering moose's laser focus on him, he put a hoof on the entry ramp. The moose and the ostrich watched as he slowly clomped up the rest of the ramp and into the rocket. The interior of the sleep rocket was more impressive than the exterior. Lambden gazed up at the cylindrical space of the cabin to see rows of seats extending upwards. There was a small, uniformed rodent standing just inside the entrance. He stopped Lambden before he could move further inside by extending a cane in front of Lambden's hoof. Oof! Sir, I need to check on seat vacancies before I direct you onward. Okay. The rodent spoke into a walkie-talkie. Heinrich de Base... Go ahead. Checking vacancies on level 5. Over. Roger that. We've got a vacancy in level 5, seat 32. Over. Roger that. Clear. The rodent looked up at Lambden. Level 5, seat 32. Please enter the elevator on your left. Lambden turned. There was, indeed, an elevator. It was so narrow it would only fit himself and perhaps one other lamb. As soon as he was inside... It swooshed shut with such force that he felt thrown against the wall of the chamber. It instantly zoomed upwards, sending Lambden's stomach in flips. Whoa, whoa! It came to an abrupt halt. Ah. The doors swished open to level five. Lambden stepped forward and stopped. Below his hoofs was a metal grate Through its openings, he could look down and see all the way to the bottom of the rocket. It was dizzying. He looked up, gauging how far he'd have to cross this questionable surface. Thankfully, his seat was nearby. He kept his head up and dashed across the grate. Lambden settled into his seat. He glanced around. Noticing his seatmate for the first time, it was a groundhog who was casually flipping through a magazine. The aroma of ripe grapefruit drifted upwards from a lower level, no doubt diffused from Delilah's mist machine. Lambden couldn't see anyone besides the other Level 5 passengers. But he could already hear them yawning and chatting quietly to one another. I can't stop thinking about that last Sleep Rocket show. I don't understand how they brought all those baboons into space. Never seen anything like it. Lambden heard a soft whirring sound as he felt his seatbelt extend across his lap. Then came a soft click. Huh? He was locked into his seat... He heard a sound and glanced down to see the metal grate beneath his seat retracting into the rocket's frame. Guess, hello. Welcome to our
1: magnificent sleep rocket. We're slightly behind schedule, just some minor engineering puzzles to sort out. Not to worry, it's all been tied up with a ribbon. We'll be speeding up our launch process just a touch to make up for lost time.
0: A robotic voice emanated from the speakers. Launch proceeding in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lambden, along with the other sleepy animals were pinned against their seats as the rocket burst skyward. He had the sense that an alarm was going off, a rapid, rhythmic alarm. He realized it was his heart hammering in his chest. I
1: don't like this part. I feel woozy. Guess? Hello? It will be just another minute of this ascent. Then we'll make it past the atmosphere, and everything will be serene and tranquil, I assure you.
0: Lambden found that hard to believe, given the moose's penchant for embellishment, as well as his feeling of being clamped against his seat with weights of ever-increasing mass. But after several minutes, as if a switch had been flipped. The rocket came to what felt like a full stop. Whoa! Ah, eek! Lambden and the rest of the animals were thrown forward, feeling as though they'd go hurtling through the cabin. There was a soft whirring sound, and a floor appeared beneath Lambden's seat. It was then that Lambden realized the rocket which had been vertical for liftoff, had turned so that it was horizontal. He was now seated upright, facing forwards towards the lone window at the tip of the rocket. It had been the lone window until... Wow! I like this part. Windows, round porthole windows, appeared as mere pinpricks, And expanded until they were at least a foot in diameter So that every sleep rocket passenger had a generous view of space Ooh, so pretty Is that Jupiter? The window that had appeared beside Lambden reminded him that the sleep rocket was magical. Fuzzy, weighted, or sumptuous chenille. Martleby appeared, floating in the aisle. Lambden looked up, amazed. He was strapped tightly in his seat, but there was no gravity up here. Martleby's ankle had some kind of cord attached to it that allowed him to drift just above the rows of passengers "'to dole out blankets. "'Waited, please,' Lambden said, "'gratefully accepting his blanket. "'It began to float away from him. "'You have to use the hooks,' his seatmate murmured. "'Oh, thanks.' "'There were several hooks on the blanket, "'and Lambden saw they could be attached to loops "'at different points on his seat. "'It took him a minute, "'as the blanket kept trying to float away.' But soon he had attached it, so it hovered above him like a little tent.
1: Our first galactic enjoyment will begin momentarily. Before it does, take a gander out your window and drink up that incredible view of our home.
0: Lambden and the rest of the sleepy passengers turned to look out their windows, and as promised, they had a view of Earth itself. I cannot process this. I love Earth. It seemed as though everyone forgot everything else around them as they gazed at their planet.
1: Guess I know it's a wondrous sight. But we do need to move on
0: to our first
1: performance.
0: Lambden looked out the window. At first, all he saw was darkness. Then another space vessel came into view. It was a smaller rocket. A hatch opened at its base, and creatures appeared in astronaut suits. They were attached to the rocket with a cord. There were a dozen of them, and Lambden squinted, trying to make out what they were. Then he noticed the wings. The creatures were flapping wings encased in flaps of their spacesuits. Ducks in space? Now I've seen everything. The ducks floated around, spinning upside down, flapping their wings. Guess,
1: hello. These ducks are marvelous dancers, as you can all see, but they are also accomplished vocalists. I will now pipe in their unique singing so that it may lull you to slumber.
0: The ducks' singing was unsettling and yet also inexplicably. Quack, quack, quack. Rather soothing, Lambden felt every ounce of tension leave him. All his worries about leaving Earth's atmosphere. The odd experience with the chickens. Everything fell away, and he felt his eyes droop closed. Guess we are coming
1: up on our second performance of the evening. And you will not want to miss this relaxingly exciting
0: display.
1: Whoa, they're so close. This is intense. Intensely peaceful.
0: The commotion in the cabin pushed Lambden to open his eyes just enough to get a glimpse of the show. Upon seeing what everyone was looking at, he widened his eyes. What? The sleep rocket had entered an asteroid belt. It's marvelous,
1: isn't it? Our ingenious team of physicists have plotted out a completely safe and predictable path through the asteroids. Allow them to lull you to sleep as they hurtle past us with absolutely no
0: risk of... There was a jolt and the rocket shuddered heavily. The animals sat up straight in their seats, eyes darting around. Uh, no need to be alarmed.
1: Surely that was all just part of the plan. Our physicists saw
0: truly. There was another jolt. This time the passengers were thrown in their seats held in place only by their little seatbelts. What is happening? shouted a frenzied platypus.
1: I am moderately alarmed by this. yelled
0: a chiropractor named Dr. Backburner. Lambden stared out the window, watching as enormous space rocks plummeted past them. New
1: plan. Oh, this will be divine. You are exceedingly fortunate to get to experience our brand new warp speed functionality for the very first time. No other animals have ever...
0: Can you just do it because this is getting intense and it's not a peaceful intensity. Here we go. The passengers, now staring up at the speakers, heard the moose muttering to a member of the sleep crew. All
1: right. Engage.
0: Every occupant in the rocket braced for warp speed. Nothing happened. Outside, asteroids whizzed past, some coming within inches of the ship. I said engage. Looks like the button is stuck. Hold on. It should just take a minute. Lamden felt every worry, every misgiving, rush, Back into his mind. He'd known this was a bad idea. He'd avoided the sleep rocket for months. If it hadn't been for those chickens, an alarm sounded. Attention! Collision ahead! Attention! The Brace. animals in the rocket covered their eyes with their paws and hoofs. Race for impact in five, four, Eh, there was a piece of chewing gum between the buttons. I got it. Engage! At long last, the rocket entered warp speed. The animals were pinned against their seats as the asteroid belt seemed to melt before their eyes, disappearing into a rushing blur. Whoa! Whoa! Ah! stared out the window of the rocket, as it zoomed through space and time, there was complete silence in the cabin. Every animal was wide awake, gripping their armrests, until finally the rocket slowed to a lurch through the galaxy. Which galaxy was unclear, but the important thing was the rocket was safe. And intact. Ah, that was thrilling. It actually made me sleepy. Guess? Hello?
1: Wasn't that a sleep-inducing thrill? I want to thank our incredible team for that entirely planned experience. We, uh, crafted that interlude based on research indicating that 98.7% of animals fall asleep within 13 hours after an electrifying adventure.
0: Lambden chuckled to himself, amused, but he did feel
1: strangely relaxed. For our final sleep experience, we've got a brand new treat. "'One that is sure to float you
0: to dreamland.'" The animals gasped as they watched the porthole windows expand even further until the entire rocket was transparent. Then there was a chorus of clicks as every seatbelt on board unlatched.
1: "'Go ahead.'" Unhook your blankets and float to sleep. This is why the sleep rocket is like no other sleep vehicle
0: in existence. Lambden and the rest of the passengers unhooked their blankets. As soon as they did, they drifted weightless up from their seats. The animals giggled as they bumped into one another in the air. But soon, once the thrill had calmed into a peaceful delight, the animals sailed through the cabin, listening to the soft music and staring out the broad windows at outer space. Lambden hugged his blanket around himself, to keep it from floating away. He watched as his own sister meandered through the rocket's cabin, fast asleep. He saw the way she'd wrapped her blanket around herself, with one end tucked in, so that it didn't unravel. He smiled and followed suit. All around him, sleepy passengers floated in the air, their eyes heavy. Lambden didn't want to sleep just yet. He gazed out the windows. He could see a beautiful swirl of stars and planets. He yawned, and his eyes grew heavier with each passing moment. He didn't even know if he was upright or upside down. His eyes closed. His mind quieted. Lambden blinked his eyes open. The first thing he felt was a profound heaviness pressing him into his bed. Lifting a limb to rub his eyes took a surprising effort, and sitting up took more. The sky was dark, but its purple hue hinted at the sun's imminent rise. Lambden watched as a lone chicken feather Sailed through the air And landed on his nose He felt Thankful to be back home To have made it through a ride On the sleep rocket He was grateful for air To breathe For the gravity Pulling him Into his bed He watched As the sun Came up I hope you loved this story. It was a fun one to write. Little Stories for Tiny Parachutes, I mean people, is written, performed, and produced by me, Rhea Pector. My in-house tech director, Peter Kay, runs my website and puts my stories in the internet for all of you to enjoy. Thank you so much to my Little Stories premium subscribers who are truly making it possible for me to keep doing this. Thank you to Monroe for the super important reminder message at the beginning. And thank you to the many premium subscribers who provided sound effects used in this story. Thank you to Sophie, Phoebe, Ibrahim, Lena, Ryan, The Kinders, The Firsties, Sila, Mia, Lou, Orion, Lilia, Tessa, Gemma, Finn, Arlie, Riley, Dylan, Lucas, Wesley, Elsa, Zemi, Jack, Kate, Oscar, June, Miles, Liberty, Jane, Alec, Scarlett, and Luca. And thank you, as always, for listening in.